This is the 441st episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, the podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that gives you everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. I'm D. Orlando Ledbetter, the Falcons beat reporter for the AJC, and we're going to discuss the quarterback change to Taylor Heineke and the Falcons' upcoming opponent, the Indianapolis Colts, who've won five of their last six games and will be coming to the Mercedes-Benz Stadium on Sunday at 1 p.m. If you're listening to us for the first time, please make sure to follow the show on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. It was known today that Coach Arthur Smith made the announcement that he is going to switch from Desmond Ritter and go with Taylor Heineke at quarterback here for the rest of the season. It just became too much to overcome the turnovers, uh, interceptions, fumbles. You know, he has 10 turnovers, 10 interceptions, 11 fumbles. Six of them um, were lost, so that's 16. That's the fifth most turnovers in the league, and he's pretty much sunk the Falcons' season here as they sit at 6-8. and eight. And we'll try to get back into the playoff race here. If Heineke can get on a heater here and get hot, maybe the Falcons could win here down the stretch. They um, are 6-8. and eight. Their playoff probability is 7%. Now, if they win all three games, that will go up to 70%. But a lot has to happen. Like, they have to beat a winning team here on Sunday. The Colts are 8-6. and six. And the Falcons only have one win over a team with the winning record, and that's the Houston game. The Green Bay win was looking pretty good at one point, but now uh, they have come back to the pack and are also 6-8. and eight. But here is Coach Arthur Smith on Monday explaining, you know, kind of the logistics of the decision. He had just left the quarterback room, and I think he had made that decision, but he was waiting to, um, you know, they could go home and tell their families that it, it, it broke Tuesday morning. But here's Coach Arthur Smith on Monday about the decision at the quarterback position. Not final, but obviously um, still working through that. You know, just out with the quarterbacks just a minute ago before, you know, obviously coming in here for the, my media obligations. Um, and I'll circle back with those guys. But uh, there's some stuff we need to still work through. Yeah, I think he knew right then he was going with them. But, uh, um, you know, Taylor came in and, um, in that Tennessee game, almost rallied them to victory. Uh, lost that um, against the Vikings here when the defense couldn't contain Joshua Dobbs. And then lost again at uh, Arizona against the Cardinals when the defense couldn't contain Kyler Murray and Trey McBride. 
He got a concussion in that game, and Ritter came in and uh, nearly rallied the Falcons to victory, but uh, they didn't pull that one out. Then it was the bye week, and they went back to Ritter. So we'll see if Taylor can get them going on Sunday. Here's Coach Arthur Smith on how they'll move forward after the horrible loss to the Carolina Panthers up in Charlotte. Yeah, no, D-Led, I mean, it's, you know, we've had our opportunity, and, um, and that's what's what's happened the last eight days, you know, as we go kind of back and forth this season. We had a great opportunity, and unfortunately, we've lost two games in eight days, and they've been different with chances to go win them, and uh, we didn't get it done. And uh, But there's, you know, and that, that's on us, so that's not anybody else's fault but our own. But there is still life out there, and we that's our job. We have to, to rally, and we have to prepare, and there's a really good Indianapolis team coming in here, and we need to win win this game, and that's, that's been our message. I mean, you know, they got to do something they haven't done all year. That's beat a good team. They beat Houston. That was early in the season before Houston kind of figured out their stride. But, hey, um, they're going to uh, push some buttons here and try to get it going against the Colts. On Sunday at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. You know, the big issue this year has been closing out games. They've lost four of them on uh, last-ditch drives there. Uh, I mentioned Minnesota and Arizona. They also did that against the Bucks, And then last week against the Panthers. Let a 17-play, 90-yard drive go, go down. Um, so here's what Coach Arthur Smith had to say about the issue on closing out games. And that's part of that shared accountability. I mean, we, we've got to be better in all phases so to close out games. I mean, yeah, there's going to happen. These games are all close. We know that. But there's also things we can do. Um, you know, that's, that's where turnovers certainly have hurt us, right, in a game that was, was ugly, ugly conditions, low possession, you know, everything else. Uh, turn the ball over, backed up, they get three, and then, you know, whatever we would have, would have happened there. Never know on third down or field goal or not. Uh, essentially, points off the board for us, and they go back down and change the whole dynamic of what they have to do to win the game. All right, here is Arthur Smith on Desmond Ritter's late game interception. And we, we all saw it, and like I said, it. You get in those situations in that type of game, what, you, what you're trying to do, and you know that was a look that we had had off the big plays to Bijan the week before, obviously. Um, Hodge wasn't able to get through. Brown kind of blew it up. You know, Des got out of it, and you know that was kind of the the theme on some of those keepers. They were essentially going to be one or design runs, and um, you know, as you're going into this, and this what I always hate about this because there is a shared sense. You know, you, you sure I could have called something different, and then the same thing about uh, with with Des, and you never want to. But when you have that responsibility of the football and knowing the situation, you know, those are those are critical mistakes, and he'd be the first one to tell you. And there's a lot of good that Dez has done. And, again, I don't – blame doesn't all go to him, but that that's the same thing with, with the head coach. It is a responsibility, especially as a quarterback. All right, yeah, that's the, um, you know, line of questioning after the game where um, somebody, uh, one of the reporters were asking, hey, did you get too conservative? Did you um, – 
pull the air ball. We thought he should have been extra conservative. He should have ran the ball. He's thinking about it now. He shouldn't have had Desmond Ritter doing a rollout to his left with an option to run or pass. It should have made it an all-run situation. They were in field goal range, and he threw the game away. He didn't. Uh, coach didn't want to be uh, that that direct about it, but that's what happened. He threw the game away with that interception. You know, yeah, he didn't have nothing to do with the 17-play, 90-yard drive, but, hey, they don't have the ball. They can't uh, come down and kick a field goal for uh, the win in a – Seven to six game, you know, get you a four-point lead there. Uh, and, you know, don't absolve B, B. John Robinson either. He had a fumble that led to a field goal too. So, you know, it wasn't on one person, but the interception was bad. It just continues to happen. Robinson had uh, three, um, a fumble. that um, He's uh, had a couple this year. And then the defense can't, you know, they got to get off the field. Can't let them go 17 plays. All right. Done preaching. Let's keep on going here. Here is Coach Arthur Smith on his message to the fans who want him to lose his job. That's a responsibility. That's my job, right? And that's never lost on me. When you, when you take these jobs, I mean, you, you, uh, you're fortunate as hell. You know, you get those. It's really lucky to get to do what you love to do. Uh, and you care deeply about, you know, the organization. It's not just about you. It's about the players. It's about... Everybody that works here, and it is about the fans, because otherwise you wouldn't have this job. And certainly it, we're not where we want to be, and we've lost some close games. Um, but it's not over, and we will die trying to make sure we get this right and just go win this game, and let's see what happens. But I understand. I mean, that is a responsibility, and it's a burden you carry, and you're not a victim. I mean, I, you don't ever want to lose that passion and love that you get to go do this job. Because it is a it is a privilege, and uh, thankfully we we still have some life. But I understand the frustration. We we want to win, and that's your job is to win. All right, one of the spectacular plays in the game was the sack by rookie defensive end Zach Harrison. We've been waiting to see him make some plays, and uh, he he had a great one. He peeled off of the coverage and closed in on Zach on Bryce Young and got him to the ground. Here is Zach talking about. Uh, discussing the morale of the team here. I mean, a lot of we got a lot of good events, and a lot of good events, and like Calais and, and Jesse and, and all those guys have told us, you know, like it's, it's the NFL, you know, crazy things happen. So you can either go two ways. You can you can be like, oh, okay, and, and tuck your tail and call it a season, or we can, you know, dig our feet in the ground and win these next three games, and, and, and hopefully we get our hat in the ring and go from there. So it's really just kind of two two mindsets that, you know, you can take, and I feel like everybody's locker room is, is going to take the ladder, you know, dig dig your feet and dig your heels in the ground and go play ball. All right, there's Zach Harrison, the rookie from Ohio State. You know, uh, Senator Morrell's pretty good. The veterans are showing the way. Now, also, the um, Falcons got back linebacker Nate Landman, he had missed a game with the ankle injury. Here's uh, our chat with Nate on the state of the team and getting back out there on the field. Yeah, how was it to get back out there yesterday? It was great. I mean, I, lo I love playing this game. And, uh, you know, you prepare all year for those 17 opportunities guaranteed. And so missing, missing one of those is tough. Um, but, you know, super happy to get out there with the guys. Um, I love playing with, with, you know, this defense, all my guys on the team. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it was great to get back out there. And uh, how, um, how tough was uh, the last drive? You all had a good game going. 
and they were able to get a couple of plays there at the end. Yeah, um, we just got to be able to finish. And I don't know what it is and what we got to do. We just got to get back to the drawing board. And, um, you know, when the game's on the line, the defense is out there. That's what we want as a defense. And we just need to, we need to bow up and um, get it done next time. Um, something we've been struggling with, but like I said, um, this defense is awesome. Trust, we love the coaches, and so we just got to execute better. And uh, what's the morale like, uh, you know, after a tough loss like that, you still got three games to go? Yeah, we, uh, you know, we understand that was a tough loss, and um, we're not happy about it, obviously. Um, but there's a little bit of, you know, you got, you got to move on. And, you know, we got we got to go one and zero this week. Um, we're not out of it by, you know, by any means. We're not in the position we want to be in. But so, yeah, we got, you know, we got to lick our wounds on this one. And we're not happy with the result. Obviously, we felt like we gave that one away. But um, it's time to move on. And, uh, you know, we got a good opponent coming in this week. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents... Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop story. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny... One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. I'm Ernie Suggs. And I'm Ned Ravone. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. All right, we're back here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, and we have an offer for you from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. We have a special offer for our podcast listeners. If you subscribe today, you can get three months of unlimited digital access for just 99 cents. That's all of our sports coverage, politics, breaking news, investigations, food and dining, and so much more on AJC.com. Plus, you get access to our e-paper and our assortment of newsletters. So join our community by going to subscribe.ajc.com backslash podcast. Again, that's subscribe.ajc.com backslash podcast. So you always know what's really going on. All right, now we've heard from uh, Coach Smith, Zach Harrison, and Nasty Nate Landman. Uh, We've gone over the quarterback change to Taylor Heineke. It's time to look at the Indianapolis Colts. The tale of the tape is... uh, Kind of telling. Of course, the turnovers are where jump out. They are plus four, while the Falcons are minus six. The um, the Falcons' takeaways are seven interceptions, eight fumble recoveries for 15. And then overall, Heineke has one interception too. So it's 11 interceptions and 10 fumbles. So that's 21 giveaways. 
And so six of those fumbles are Ritter and 10 of their interceptions. So he's got 16 of the 21 giveaways. And that's why he's going to the bench probably. Um, well, we don't want to get into forecasts in the future here, but he's on the bench uh, because of turnovers. So, and then the offense here, the Falcons offense is going up again. They got a good matchup against the Colts defense here. The Colts are winning uh, old school style. They're running the ball uh, and uh, some timely passing by Gardner Minshew. But the defense is pretty leaky. They are in the bottom half of the league in everything uh, except passing. So in the Falcons offense, they're in the bottom of the league in everything except running. So we're going to see a lot of running. This game might get over early here. Falcons defense is uh their numbers look good, but you can't give up. You can't got to get off the field in the fourth quarter. Um, they are top ten in passing points and total yards. They're tenth at three eleven point seven, eighth in passing yards, and eighth in points. So it, the playoff the defense is is um <clears throat> is. Of playoff quality. Now, can they close out uh, the coach run? That's the big thing. They um, are giving up 112.2 game a uh, game, which is 15th, and the Colts are 13th in rushing with 114.7. But last week they really went after Pittsburgh, and we'll get into that uh, later. That's our tape breakdown. Falcons have a good matchup against a. Uh, a uh, defense that's not uh, sti um, good statistically. And then the Falcons defense should be able to handle Gardner Minshew and the coach running backs, Trey Sermon from Sprayberry and uh, Tyler Goodson. They're, they're down a couple backs. Zach Moss have been playing really good, and Jonathan Taylor has been out as well. Now here, let's look at the NFC South. See, you know, if, um, you know, Falcons need some help here. The uh, Bucks and Saints are at seven and seven. The Falcons are at six and eight, and the Panthers are two and twelve now with their big win over the Falcons. Now, um, nobody's gonna run away with this thing because look, it looks like hey, the Falcons could be right back in first place here if they can somehow upset the Colts, who are um, road favorites. Because Tampa Bay plays the Jaguars. That's eight and six. And then, but they look they look hot last week in Green Bay. Baker Midfield looked like he's uh, figured it out, and uh, you know they'll but they'll be playing the Jacks, who are also reeling a little bit here uh, late in the season. Um, but then the Saints are at the Rams, who are also hot. That's two seven and seven teams. So if they both lose and the Falcons manage to beat the Colts, they'll all be seven and eight again and tied again with two games to go. And the uh, Panthers are at the Packers. They could do everybody a solid also uh, because the Packers are 6-8. and eight. They're in that group of 6-8 and eight wild card teams. So you can push them out of the group with a loss. They go to 6-9. and nine. So the series history with the Colts, the, um, the Colts beat the Steelers last week 30-18. They lead the series with the Falcons 15-2. This will be the 18th meeting. And the Colts have won the last two games, 27-24 um, on September the 22nd, 2009, and then 24-21 on November the 22nd, 2015.
That's our series history. Let's look at some of the leaders here on the stat board for the Colts. Uh, Zach Moss and uh, Taylor are their leading rushers, but they're going to be out. And so uh, they may be, um, we'll, we'll monitor, we'll monitor um, on Taylor and Moss. But what they did last week against the Steelers, um, they ran Trey Sermon uh, 17 times for 88, 5, 5.2 yards uh, carry. And Tyler Goodson ran 11 times for 69 yards. He averaged 6.3 a carry. He had a, th- a long run of 31 yards. Altogether, <clears throat> they pounded the Steelers 34 times with the run for 170 yards. But no touchdowns against the Steelers. So that's what they're doing with the run game. Gardner Minshew was uh, 18 of 28 for 215. Three touchdowns, zero interceptions. 123.4, his season-high passer rating. Overall, he's uh, completing 63.3% of his passes, 2,739 yards, 14 touchdowns, eight interceptions. It should be 16 to four, uh, eight, you know, two to one, but that's that's pro-level quarterback and almost a two-to-one ratio. And his um, passer rating is 86.2. Now, of course, he took over for Anthony Richardson, former Florida quarterback who was taken fourth overall in the draft. Now, Michael Pittman's in the concussion protocol. He got lit up by former Falcon DeMonte Casey, who later got suspended for this hit and for repeated violations of the defenseless player rule uh, hitting to the neck and head area for repeated violations. So Casey's out for the season for Steelers after he hit Pittman, who's got a thousand yards receiving and four touchdowns. He's in the concussion protocol, so we will monitor that this week. Now their next receiver is a uh, rookie Josh Dobbs from uh, North Gwinnett High in North Carolina. He has 57 catches for 631 and two touchdowns. And the red zone tight end is Mo Alley Cox. Mo Alley Cox has nine catches, and three of them have gone for touchdowns. So in the red zone, look for Mo Alley Cox. Now on defense, the Colts are led by uh, safety Julian Blackman, who has four interceptions. And then Kenny Moore, the second, has three, of which two he's taken back for touchdowns. Uh, and punt returner-wise, that's Josh Dobbs for them. I, I didn't see the kickoff returner in the last game because uh, everything was a touchback. And linebacker EJ Speed led the Colts with 10 tackles uh, last week against Pittsburgh. Now, you know, they've been – the Colts have been, you know, beat up. Shane Steichen's their coach. He came over from Philly, the OC that uh, put um, – the offense together for Jalen Hurts. They were going to have to do the same thing with Anthony Richardson here, but uh, they're playing more traditional with Gardner Minshew and, uh, you know, running the ball and throwing it. Uh, got some good targets, and they've been able to to put some things together. Now, um, also, they have a good pass rush, 46 sacks. Samson Ekibon with 9.5. Deo or Deyengbo. Eight, Quiddy Pay, 7.5, and DeForest Buckner, the defensive tackle, he's got six. 
And they had four in their last game against the Steelers. All right, last page here, last notes for you. The Colts, like a lot of teams, we, we were able to go through and get our Georgia people on the roster for um, for the Colts. Uh, Daryl Baker from Georgia Southern. Uh, Isaiah Land, he was inactive last week, went to FAMU and from Grayson High. Josh Downs from UNC and North Gwinnett. Trey Sermon, Oklahoma, Ohio State, and Sprayberry High. Isaiah McKenzie from Georgia, and Kenny Moore II from Beldosta and Lowndes High, and uh, Grover Stewart played at uh, Mitchell County in Albany State. Yeah, that's uh, the Colts Georgia contingent. And then also, just peeking at their um, at their practice squad, former Falcon Darren Hall. Uh, he started a lot last year. He ended last year as a starter. He uh, is on the Colts practice squad. Cornerback Darren Hall out of San Diego State is uh, with the Indianapolis Colts. So with that, we're going to get on out of here. Hope you got your Christmas shopping done. I got mine done today. Got to get some more, get some little sock stocking stuffers on Friday, and then I'm going to be good to go here for Christmas uh, shopping and uh, so forth. So with that, we're going to um, get on out of here and, See if these Falcons could uh, put something together, pull a, pull a rabbit out of their hat against the Colts on Sunday. This is a pretty good Colts team coming in here. Winners of five of their last six. Quality veteran quarterbacking. Uh, we'll see that backup quarterback battle between Gardner Minshew and Taylor Heineke on Sunday at 1 p.m. at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So with that, we're going to ask you to take care and have a great rest of your week.